Hi, preheaters. It's Stefan in London. Welcome to our third August Quick Bite episode. In the time-honored tradition of summer vacation, Andrea and I are taking a few weeks off and preparing the show for all kinds of fall fun. But we didn't want to leave you hanging, so we're taking turns hosting bite-sized episodes this month to see you through. This week, I'm back with more canning and ready to chat about chutneys and curds. If you haven't tried your hand at making these preserves, you're in for a treat. So grab an iced tea and get ready for some short and sweet talk. I've made copious quantities of homemade jams and jellies in the summer, and listen back to Quick Bite episode 86 if you want some great recipes. I love to make chutneys and curds. One of my favorite places to visit here in London is Fortnum and Mason's. They have an entire wall of curds and chutneys that's nothing short of inspirational. But they're really quite easy to make at home, and today I'll share three recipes to get you going. Two curds, a passion fruit curd from Nigella Lawson, and a grapefruit curd that I developed myself, and one chutney, a spicy blackberry ginger chutney that I've modified from BBC Good Food. Curds are a sweet, smooth, and creamy condiment that's most often eaten on morning toast, crumpets, or scones here in the UK. The basic recipe is sugar, butter, and eggs with some kind of fruit, and usually a fruit juice. Lemon is the standard, but you'll find all kinds of variations. Back in our citrus month in April, the sunny lemon bar recipe from episode 71 was essentially a bar with a lemon curd filling. And if you've ever made a lemon meringue pie, you're also making a version of a curd. Some recipes call for just the yolks of the eggs, which can be nice if you have made something recently that just used the whites. This is a version that I use in my grapefruit curd recipe coming up in a moment. But many recipes call for the entire egg or a combination of the eggs and the yolks. Though I love to eat and make lemon curd, I was thrilled to make Nigella Lawson's passion fruit curd recently. This is from her How to Be a Domestic Goddess cookbook, but is also available online. Passion fruits are so popular and readily available here in the UK. This recipe I like. It makes a smaller batch and it comes together really quickly. Take the pulp of approximately a dozen passion fruits, and if you haven't seen one of these before, they are really worth seeking out. They're a very humble-looking, wrinkly brown little fruit, kind of the size of a kiwi, and you cut them open to reveal the most eye-popping orange-yellow pulp with black seeds. The seeds are perfectly fine to eat, and often that's a draw. They're a little bit crunchy. It's so gorgeous. So you'll strain the pulp to remove the seeds and whiz briefly in a food processor or blender to smooth out the pulp. Combine that with two whole eggs, two egg yolks, sugar and butter, and cook over low heat until thick and smooth. At the very end, you'll whisk in the entire pulp and seeds of the last passion fruit, and you'll have this bracingly orange, sweet, and tart spread that's the perfect pick-me-up for your breakfast table. Since I know passion fruits aren't easily available to all of our listeners, I also developed a grapefruit curd this winter that I think is equally tasty and beautiful. You're going to take a third of a cup of lemon juice, a third a cup of grapefruit juice, and I use ruby red for the color, but use any kind of grapefruit you like and can readily get. A tablespoon of lemon zest, you could also combine this with some grapefruit zest of course, five tablespoons of cubed butter, a tablespoon of corn flour or cornstarch as we say in the U.S., 
That is optional if your curd is not thickening to your liking. You can always sprinkle in a little along the way. Five egg yolks and half a cup of sugar. Also to your preference, you can do half to a teaspoon of red food color. Again, that's entirely up to you. If you want it to scream more ruby red grapefruit, go for it. As with all the curds, you're going to combine those ingredients over low heat and boil gently until thick. You don't want to bring to a vigorous boil or you will have lemon flavored, or in this case, grapefruit flavored scrambled eggs. Not too tasty. I like to run my curds through a sieve at the very end, whether the recipe states that or not. Just getting rid of any lumps of egg or in this case, cornstarch. It makes about one cup. You store that in a glass container in the fridge and it's delicious on toast or scones or even as a quick filling for a fruit tart. And of course, as many preheaters know from my comments over the years on the Facebook community, my favorite way to eat may be just standing in front of the fridge with a spoon. Chutneys are a sweet and savory combo of fruit and spice, kind of a cousin to a pickle, and usually include onion and sometimes peppers. They are, of course, such a huge condiment in my adopted country here in the UK because of the influence of the Indian culture. These do have an Indian origin. As with jams, there are as many chutney recipes as there are people making them. So it's a great place to experiment and improvise once you have the basics down. BBC Good Foods Spicy Blackberry Chutney is a great one for summertime cooks. You combine blackberries, sugar, red onion, ginger root, mustard, and white wine vinegar and boil until the berries have broken down and everything is thick and melded. It is a beautiful purple and it's really tasty as a condiment to Indian foods, but also with chicken or pork or as an appetizer with a little goat cheese on a cracker. If you decide to make this, please read the comments on the website recipe, as many people found, as I did also, that it takes much longer to thicken up than the original recipe states. Toward that end, you could try some of my modifications. You can add a little grated apple or some lemon zest and juice. Both of those are forms of natural pectin, as we talked about in episode 86. That's a natural fruit starch that helps things thicken and set. But I found that just letting it bubble away on the stovetop for a little longer than the recipe specified is what worked the best. I also experimented with using apple cider vinegar. I love that vinegar. You might try another. I thought it added a depth of flavor that was a little lacking using just a white wine vinegar. But again, that's just down to preference and can be something that's fun to play with. At the end of the day, all of these recipes, the chutneys and curds, are best stored in the fridge and used up sooner rather than later. If you're interested in canning them to stay shelf-stable, check out the Ball and Care canning website. It's freshpreserving.com, which is a wealth of information on a variety of preservation techniques and also has some great recipes. Though I find both chutneys and curds really wonderful to make in the summer months, especially if you have a recipe that relies on summertime produce, they're also quick and delicious to make year-round. For years, I made a cranberry curd with loyal listener Anne-Marie that relied on canned jellied cranberry sauce. No judgment. I do love that stuff. And of course, the classic citrus curd ingredients are readily available most times of the year. If you do make and can them in the summer, though, they're a great thing to put aside for holiday gifts. One of my favorite and most looked forward to Christmas gifts is loyal listener Christie's plum chutney. Her recipe is a closely guarded secret, so I always savor my jar. Hopefully, with these recipes I've shared today, you're well on your way to your own trademark curd or chutney. Let me know if you tried these or other recipes. Drop me an email at hosts at preheatedpodcast.com or connect on our Facebook community. Well, the timer's buzzed, and I've got to get this episode onto the cooling rack. 
Next week, Andrea will wind up our August Quick Bites, and we'll both be back, refreshed and ready for fall baking, with full episodes starting September 3rd. In the meantime, consider catching up on any episodes you may have missed. There's more than 85 of them. You can download our show on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have a little extra time this summer, ranking and reviewing us really means a lot to us. You can always connect with us on our website, preheatedpodcast.com, our Facebook community, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter, where we're at Preheated Pod. Until next time, thanks for listening and sweet dreams. Preheated is written, performed, and edited by Andrea Ballard and Stefan Cohn in association with 24th Floor Productions.